Jim Montgomery was officially introduced as the 29th head coach in Boston Bruins history on Monday. And at his introductory press conference, Boston's front office and ownership talked about the possibility of bringing back Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, while also acknowledging or wondering whether a full rebuild is on the horizon. We're going to talk about all this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and also on YouTube, so please do subscribe to the YouTube channel along with your podcast subscription so that you never miss a thing. YouTube subscribers will get some bonus breaking news, short clips when they arise. If you are on Twitter, you can follow along at LockedNHLBruins, same handle for the podcast on Instagram, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years as a lifelong fan of the black and gold. See many coaches come and go and we got a new one introduced to us on Monday in Jim Montgomery. Officially announced, introduced as the 29th head coach in Boston Bruins History. He said he's very grateful to lead the spoked bee behind the bench. Looking forward to working with a group that won 51 games last year. His family, they've already found a home in the area. They went to the Red Sox-Yankees game Sunday night. Sox came back, won in the 10th inning. Things have started out real well in Boston for the Montgomerys. And he's excited with this rabid fan base in this great city of Boston to be part of the Bruins family. Jim Montgomery, of course, previously coached the Dallas Stars, was let go uh, due to uh, personal misconduct. He was asked if he thought he'd have this opportunity again. You know, he, he spent some time... Uh, in a, in a program, he's in recovery, and he has a great support system around him. He said he's very fortunate that he has a lot of people in his life, a lot of great mentors. Everybody has ups and downs. You learn from them, you grow, you get better, and good things are going to happen if you put in the work. And he's grateful that it's happened and that he is landing on his feet as head coach of the Boston Bruins. For fans on the sidelines watching the on-ice product, he said the Bruins are going to compete. 
They're going to be a team known for their effort and their execution. Around the league, Montgomery wants them to be known as a team. You better be prepared for or else you're going to get put on your heels. Um, He said one of the first things that he did was call Patrice Bergeron, who remains a free agent, hasn't yet signed to return to the Boston Bruins. He said Bergeron was his first call. It was really good. It was very enlightening, he said. Felt like he was talking to a coach, not a player. Just how he thinks about the team first, thinks about ways to get better. Very impressed, and it was a very open and honest conversation about how he's excited about what the Bruins family can do and how Montgomery is also excited to be part of it. So it certainly sounds like it's the beginning of a working relationship between uh, between the two the two men, the coach and the captain. He's also touched base with over half the roster. It's been very positive. He's been very impressed with the team first attitude that is emanating from the players. He said his biggest strength is being able to connect with people, young players, old players, middle core group, your 24 to 28 year olds. It's incredibly vital for the success of a team. The most important thing is he's going to communicate how important it is that everyone buys in to their role for team success. Always come back to how a person's individual success can help the team. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited with what Jim Montgomery is going to be bringing to the table and excited for him to get going. There was an indirect reference made to the previous coach in this press conference. Going to touch on what Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, the Jacobs had to say yesterday here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. The coconut brownie chunk puff. That's right. Coconut brownie chunk Built Bar that you love now comes in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. They're also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. It's only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now. Make sure you don't miss out. All Built Bars are made with a collagen protein that your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, Built Puffs taste amazing. You can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. Perfect treat when you're on the road craving something to satisfy a sweet tooth or if you need a quick healthy snack. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, so team president Cam Neely, general manager Don Sweeney, as well as Charlie Jacobs and his father Jeremy Jacobs were all on hand at the press conference yesterday. And 
some very interesting things that were said uh, by this group. One of the first things that stood out to me, uh, well, first they updated the Bergeron and um, David Krejci situations. Um, you know, still awaiting official word from both players on their return. Bergeron seems closer than Krejci, but it certainly looks as though both players could come back. Charlie Jacobs was asked if they're happy with player development. And this is where he kind of um, hearkened back to Bruce Cassidy's comments. Bruce Cassidy held a press conference after his dismissal by the Boston Bruins to address the media, tell his part of the story. And he said at that time, no coach buys his own groceries, meaning you take what's in your cart, you go home, you cook up as best you can with the ingredients that you're given. Charlie Jacobs says, you talk about the term who's shopping for groceries, right? Uh, Jim and I, Montgomery, had this conversation. A lot of coaches, when they come in, are ecstatic to have the roster that you hand them. They're absolutely ecstatic, and they should be. They have the opportunity to coach in the NHL, but sometimes that viewpoint changes over time. The coach will say, I need different players, I need better players. Jacobs continued, I think it's the coach's job to bring our players to the highest ceiling of their ability. General manager's job to find and identify those players. There's a difference, a very unique and dare I say discreet responsibilities for each of them. We're not asking Jim Montgomery to go scout amateur players, nor are we asking Don Sweeney to coach the Boston Bruins. I think they have to respect and play off one another in that regard. So you can see there, kind of a critique of Bruce Cassidy. Maybe he was overstepping by making that comment. Certainly in their eyes, he was. And, you know, Jacobs, they're trusting Don and Cam to build the best possible team. And they are trusting um, Jim Montgomery to coach the team. Jacobs also said the Boston Bruins have been to the Stanley Cup final three times in the past 11 years under Cam Neely's tenure. They have somewhere around a 600 win percentage under Don Sweeney. The head coach, frankly, is the responsibility of the GM. He has to be accountable for that. The president is accountable to the general manager. So if they come to us and say, hey, we think this might be in the best interest, we're going to follow their lead as ownership. Neely, Sweeney have been empowered by the Jacobs to make those decisions. It's not their job to interfere with them, but rather to empower them to make those types of decisions and support them. Um, these are different types of decisions that are involved in the NHL. And so this kind of speaks to perhaps the fact that this decision to get rid of Cassidy didn't come from ownership to Neely to Sweeney, worked its way up, and that 
the Jacobs family supported that decision. Jacobs said it's Don's decision. Cam's responsibility to support Don works that way in arguably the other 31 markets in the NHL. If they want to make a change, ownership is here to support them to do so. Until further notice, that's the way it works. Um, you know, I was kind of under the impression that it was Cam Neely driving the bus. Still very well could be. That Cassidy was perhaps um, told by Sweeney that he was going to come back. He was overridden. But um, it looks as though it was indeed that decision made by Sweeney. So we talked about uh, Patrice Bergeron making a decision likely to come back. David Krejci, very good possibility that he's going to come back as well. And the Jacobs were asked if a rebuild would be acceptable if Patrice Bergeron retires in the next few years. Jeremy Jacobs said it's an annual situation. You have to see where you are and where you're going. Don and Cam visualize this team very well, arguably, and understand what they have and what they need. Charlie Jacobs elaborated a bit more. There's been a lot of theater around the NHL this past week, in particular at the draft. We saw some teams sellers. That would be awfully difficult to sell in this market to our fan base. I believe... Oh, one second, folks. Well, the joys of trying to record a podcast with three boys in the house. Anyways, Charlie Jacobs said, pointing to the Chicago Blackhawks, selling off Alex DeBrinkett, not qualifying a bunch of players, trading Kirby Dak. He believes it would be a tough sell for Bruins fans. He doesn't have a crystal ball. There are going to be days when they don't have the luxury to talk about Patrice Bergeron coming back to be the captain, number one center. Those are things that they have to address every summer, and whether it's through the draft, Cam and Don have mentioned this already, but they're a cap team, meaning they're going to spend to the max to deliver the best product they possibly can for the fans, and that's not going to change. Would have been nice if someone had asked in rebuttal there why they left money on the table at the trade deadline didn't spend to the cap last season as they continue to try to recoup from the COVID-19 pandemic but Charlie Jacobs saying the Bruins are committed to winning a Stanley Cup and they'll do whatever it takes to get to that threshold again the Bruins are up against the cap. That's going to really affect what they're able to do tomorrow. Um, and you know what? If this is indeed the case, I prefer this to what Chicago is doing, for example. You can say you want the team to rebuild. You want them to tear it down, build for the future. But that's an extremely painful 
process. Do we really want this team to be near the bottom of the NHL standings for two, three, five years while they try to win the draft lottery, try to get a Connor Bedard type player, no guarantees in the draft lottery. I personally would rather them try to remain competitive and see what happens. Um, And you're not rebuilding with Jeremy Swayman as your goaltender of the present future. You're not rebuilding with Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm having huge commitments for the next eight years. You're not rebuilding if you're going to sign David Pasternak to an eight-year, 10 to $11 million contract. You're not rebuilding with the Jacobs family. You can criticize them for their approach, for not putting the right people in place, for relying on former Bruins to guide the ship. But one thing that's true of this team or these owners is that they are in the money-making business. And you don't make money by playing in front of empty buildings, by not selling merch, by not making the playoffs. Is this team a cup contender? Probably not. Do they want to get into the playoffs? Yes, to get those gate revenues. Um, So you're going to have that mentality each and every season. And if they are uh, committed to spending to the cap, that's great. That's fine with me. As long as they spend it wisely and well, which is not necessarily the case at the moment if you look at the cap friendly page. Jeremy Jacobs did talk about, you know, challenges through COVID 19. Uh, Boston fan base has made it easier for them to get through it. Uh, the team, the fans love this franchise. It's great to see people are still coming to the games. And we can say we want to rebuild, but if the product isn't watchable, then who does that benefit? I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to turn on Bruins games and not be able to watch because it's so bad. Um, they're going to do what they can to put a competitive product on the ice, to fill the building, and... That's all we can really ask for. Um, Again, you can question how the money is spent. But um, I personally would choose ownership willing to spend over one right now or a track like they have in Chicago right now where they're just completely... Like, I don't even know who's going to play for that team next year, to be honest. We're going to talk about free agency again here in a moment, but thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Podcast free and available 
wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So the Bruins committed to spending to the cap, and they're pretty much already there as we head into free agency tomorrow. $2.383 million in available cap space, and that's before signing Patrice Bergeron and potentially David Krejci. Right now, their roster is at 22 of 23 players, so you add both those guys pretty much at the max, and the roster is pretty much set for next season. You have Bleed and Lazar, who are likely gone. Josh Brown won't be re-signed. Um, Studnika, Ashan were qualified yesterday. And you're going to have your Nick Felinos, Craig Smiths, Eric Halla, Thomas Nosek in the lineup, presumably at this point, unless they're able to make some moves to free up some cap space, which would be prudent because there were some, a bunch of players yesterday who were not qualified who are going to the market that are tantalizing. You have Dylan Strome, Chicago, uh, Sonny Milano, a nice scoring winger in Anaheim. You have a former Bruins line in Danton Heinen, Ryan Donato, Andre Kasha. You have a guy like Evgeny Malkin who's going to test the market. There are a lot of options right now because of the flat cap teams allowing players to test the market, not qualifying others. Um, And it's unfortunate that the Bruins don't have that flexibility to do much at the moment. Today's the deadline to put players on waivers for buyouts. Bruins have said they're not going to take that route. Um, I believe the Bruins would like to do some things, but they're just really hamstrung by the cap at the moment. Um, There's no question from a cap perspective, Sweeney said, they're tight. So are other teams. That's some of the decision behind um, letting guys test the market or not qualifying them. The Bruins do have a full roster, minus the injured players, to start the season. So they've got the bulk of the roster in place. Certainly trying to look to make some changes, Don said. That may or may not happen. Going to explore that. Have been exploring it. They're going to address some of the areas of depth the organization needs. So they are going to be active over the next couple days. But unless there's a major trade of some sort... Uh, they're not going to be as active as they were last year in filling a number of holes. And that's kind of unfortunate that they're tied to these guys when there are other players who have become available. Um, like a Dylan Strom, who could play center for years to come. You have Hala, Krejci, 
Bergeron. Um, really limiting to have your cap filled up at the moment. Uh, Elliot Freeman just dropping a note saying he thought Vincent Trocek was possible for Boston, but impending returns of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci make the Rangers and Penguins more likely. Again, if you're bringing Krejci, Bergeron back for one more year, you're closing the door to some players who could fill that role beyond their time. So do you want those guys back for a year, maybe two? Or do you want to invest in players who could be here longer term? I saw someone mention on my Twitter that perhaps the Bruins could entice players to sign a one, maybe two-year deal at a lower hit with the promise that once those two guys move on, you'll get a bigger deal as a core piece of the team. Could be a tough sell, but that's certainly an intriguing approach. So we'll see here today if there are any buyouts. Doesn't look like it. If there's any trades. Um, there are a number of Bruins without trade protection. Uh, Charlie Coyle has an eight-team no-trade list. Nick Foligno has a 16-team no-trade list. But then Craig Smith, Howla, Nosik, all without trade protection. Uh, Derek Forbort has an eight-team no-trade list for some reason. Actually, no. Yeah, eight teams for next season. Uh, but Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick, Mike Riley, all with zero trade protection. So it's an interesting time for the Bruins. New coach, no desire to rebuild, bringing in some familiar faces like Bergeron, Krejci. If and when those moves are announced, you can find on the Locked On Boston Bruins YouTube page immediate reaction as well as any trades that may come up. Uh, again, today could be some noise trade-wise, buyout-wise. Um, David Posternak can sign an extension as early as tomorrow. So keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.